welcome to this week's episode of Talks with Terry. I'm Terry, and today we are back on our regularly somewhat scheduled programming. Now, I really couldn't decide on a topic for last week, so I just decided, I just decided to make a gap in the schedule. Uh, I, I really didn't feel like just trying to do things off the top of my head because I don't feel like those end up being the best episodes. Um, and I really wanted to find an actual topic to talk about and go a bit more in-depth into it. Uh, so that's why I just decided to skip, move on, and see if I could try again. And I did a little bit better this weekend. Um, but anyway, I'm back now, and we are going to continue with trying to educate each other about the basics of yet another serious topic. Now, this subject has gained a lot of traction and notoriety in the past few years, really. Um, there's definitely been references to it in the past, um, especially if you do a bit more research and go digging. Some people say it's been ongoing for, or it was very, very much coined in like the, a couple of decades ago. But in my kind of experience here, from what I recall the the exact terminology and our understanding of it really have only evolved in the past few years or so. Um, so anyway, there have been many scholars and there have been professionals that have continued to expand our knowledge and our understanding about the effects that this issue brings about in our society. So no more beating around the bush. It's time to man up and discuss our main topic, toxic masculinity. Now, what's interesting to me about the discussions of masculinity in general and how it has rooted itself in our culture is both how widespread it is and how little we talk about it. Um, so for me, I never really began to hear about this topic or these discussions of masculinity and what is toxic masculinity uh, until really I got into college and by then more people were starting to talk about exactly what it is. They were starting to bring it out more openly. It was circulating throughout the media a bit more. Um, so for this episode, we're just going to try to quickly touch on what exactly toxic masculinity is, what are some of the features and effects that can be found within it, and what we can sort of do and what we should consider about it as we move forward as a society. Now, uh, very basically, skimming off of Wikipedia, toxic ma masculinity is a concept used to refer to just masculinity in general, but it's particularly focusing on certain cultural norms that are associated with harm to society and harm to men themselves. So these norms, or you can even even call them traits or belief systems or ideologies, uh, these norms are considered they're considered toxic because they are harmful in nature, and they include a lot of aspects. Uh, such as misogyny and homophobia and bullying and a whole laundry list of other problems. So they also perpetuate this idea of male dominance within society. Uh, and there are a lot of features and aspects of our culture that can be linked to these uh, toxic masculine traits as either a factor or consequence. Now, oftentimes, the promotion of these ideals and beliefs leads to bullying, repression, uh, and outright abuse of individuals or whole groups, uh, most notably to men themselves. This isn't simply a discussion about, say, uh, sexism or misogyny in which, you know, all men are going out there and they are being diminishing or negative towards uh, women or people of other gender groups. 
they specifically are, but the issue with toxic masculinity is that it also tends to really target and negatively affect men themselves. Um, and sometimes we just don't know it. We as men do not understand understand it. We don't recognize it. We don't acknowledge it really. Uh, and we can, we continue to perpetuate it because that's what we believe uh, true masculinity is that's the, the true measure of a man are these traits when really it it's it does more damage than it does good so men who subscribe themselves to uh, this form of toxic masculinity they tend to hold beliefs such as you know men are stronger and smarter than women that's why they're better at everything uh, as well as a lot of other misogynistic ideals, such as women must be in service to men and anything feminine is of a lower status. Um, this also leads, of course, to homophobia because uh, the the propagation or just the growth of the LGBTQ plus community has instilled in a lot of males uh, more expression and more sort of what is seen as feminine traits such as being more vulnerable being more emotional flamboyant and uh, taking part in sort of these actions or activities that really aren't congruent or parallel with um with man culture i is i guess the best way i could put it um so there's a whole lot to go over here um but First, let's just say outwardly these beliefs tend to lead men into bullying or abusing others in order to reaffirm their own beliefs. Um, so, for example, children who do not follow certain social constructs and activities, such as rejecting the feminine at a young age or engaging in violent physical acts, such as horseplay or sports, they're often bullied for being different from the status quo. And, of course, these acts of bullying also extend to females or members of the LGBTQ plus community. You hear it a lot um, from the, a lot of people nowadays, especially um, especially men. Um, as they've grown up, they, they, you know, think back to some of the things that they've been bullied for. Um, some of them, and honestly, all of them... There are bigger systemic reasons as to why this bullying happened, but they also all sort of tie back into what toxic masculinity sort of perpetuates. Uh, if you're bullied for being the poor kid, um, it you know it's usually just a sign of the bully asserting their superiority. Like I'm superior to you because uh, my family has more money than yours, um, or if you just so happen to be one of those kids that was born a male but you wanted to you know try makeup or be in the theater or um or be a cheerleader or anything that like that you might get bullied because uh those actions are seen to be less masculine because they involve things such as being more expressive uh using more emotion uh or so are these other things that men have sort of linked to uh feminine uh ideals and femininity in general um and so that's where a lot of these bullying's come and and like i said again this also leads to negative effects towards um uh non-males so any uh women out there or any uh member of the lgbtq plus community they also sort of get those after effects because it can lead to things like uh, the sexism, where you have, like, the pay gap between men and women, um, from, you know, if you, if you read up a bit about it, a lot of people, uh, have come to conclude that the reason there's a wage gap is because it was believed that women would be working less, or expected to work less, because there's going to be a time in their lives when they have to, you know, get pregnant, and have a kid and try to raise it and that would affect their work schedule so of course you're going to pay them a little bit less because of that um which is stupid uh especially in the modern day uh there you know there have been a lot of women out there 
who have gone through that significant life event and they have not slowed down. In fact, sometimes they even speed up or try to do uh, much more of what they can. But but that's a, that can be another topic of discussion. Uh, and then, of course, there's, again, the bullying of, uh, say, if you're a homosexual, it's because uh, a lot of times we attribute homosexuality to being more feminine, uh, mostly, I think, because it has qualities of, like, um, being true to yourself, being more emotionally available or vulnerable, um, and, you know, sort of that stereotypical flamboyant nature, people might say, is like, that's, you know, that's more feminine, and so we're going to bully you for it because you're not being a real man, but that's, you know, all that's kind of stupid, and we know that these days um, with more and more uh, individuals taking pride in um, in their community and their identity and pushing that to the forefront. Now, that's a lot of things on sort of the exterior, and there's a lot more that I didn't cover, but that's sort of what the exterior has when we're looking at things like toxic masculinity. Now, on the inside, the personal effects of toxic masculinity, they can cause a lot of serious damage, damage to all men, not just the men that uh, are negatively affected, the ones that are bullied, the ones that are sort of outcast or ostracized, whatever it may be, but also the ones that participate in it directly, they also can have uh, these negative effects. So, for example, the desire to conform to the typical male image of being either incredibly skinny and muscular, you know, sort of that macho Calvin Klein model or even, you know, the big burly dude uh, with a beard who can, you know, lift a whole bale of hay uh, and run a farm by himself, that kind of thing. Like, those images that we constantly perpetuate, and we perpetuate a lot as a society in our media, in our advertisements, in our, our movies, our TV shows, even some you know, books, music, whatever it may be, there's that image of what a man is, and some of that, a lot of that actually is very outdated, and it can lead to a lot of personal struggles with uh, various individual men who don't see themselves in that role, and so they must think something's wrong with them, and so they go to try to chase that image. Uh, this happens to this can lead to things like um, body dysmorphia where you know you don't see yourself as the way you are you know you look in the mirror and you're disgusted with yourself you're always trying to chase this image that you're not or that may even be unobtainable or everything um, and this is something that affects both genders especially you hear it a lot from women as well um, who have to go through these sort of same issues, these same challenges, because again, ad culture and movies and TV and everything, they say, oh, look at how beautiful this woman is, this is her figure, this is what he looks like, and then a bunch of women uh, end up having some sort of body dysmorphia because they're like, well, I don't look like that, you know, how do I, how do I even get to look like that, and then they, you know, people, men and women, have to work extremely hard to try and match that image, and sometimes it it's never enough. It can always lead to them, uh, and it's always going to lead to them end up hurting themselves to try and obtain something that's just unattainable. Um, and again, it happens with everyone, in, including men, but you don't hear a whole lot about it because there's also this stigma of men um, not really speaking out about uh, their traumas or their issues that they have. Uh, it's that sort of stoicism where you're not supposed to show emotion, you're not supposed to speak about your problems, you're just supposed to, you know, suck it up, push it down as low as it can go, and then just move on, um, which I think we're going to cover here in a couple of minutes. But Anyway, the work needed to build and maintain these facades um, that we have, they can take their toll on a lot of, uh, on people, and especially men and women. Um, they can take their toll physically, 
sort of like we just said, mentally and emotionally, and even financially, if you have an image of yourself that is sort of this playboy with, you know, the best cars and the biggest houses and everything, you know, if you're uber rich Elon Musk type and got, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars, then I guess that's fine. But if you're not, then you're going to be funneling money into trying to create this image, but it's never going to be enough. There's always going to be something else that you have to, you know, dig into or whatever. Um, And added to all of this, men are constantly taught that men do not, under any circumstances, express or show emotions um, at all. Instead, they're told to just bottle them up, remain stoic, unfazed, moved on. Now, I'm kind of uncertain as to why this is. I'm sure there's definitely historical evidence and studies out there that showed that that's just sort of the time that um, the times that were came before us. I think a lot has to do with um, with the father figure in the American ideology, or even the global ideology, but especially in the American ideology. The father is sort of is first of all they're the breadwinner. They're the ones that are doing all the work to feed the family. And, you know, make everyone happy. But also, when when you're the father, your, your masculine ways make you the most, the, the strongest, the, the wisest. Um, you have this very superior image of sort of this, you know, protector character um, that has to look over the rest of the family. But when hard times come... Uh, if you as the father start to break down or start to panic and everything, then all of a sudden the shield that is protecting your family, you know, it rusts, it breaks, it goes away, and now everyone is scared. The kids are scared, the wife is concerned, um, whatever it may be. And so I think a lot of men uh, grew up with this idea, this image of, you're not supposed to show the cracks. You're not supposed to have cracks in general. You're not supposed to cause a panic. You just, you know, tamp it down, and then you say, we're going to pick ourselves up, and we're going to keep going. And if nothing phases you like that, if you can get through those, if you can weather every storm, and you know, with the same expression on your face and say, this is nothing, let's just keep going, then eventually you're going to get everyone around you who is showing, you know, their emotions. They're going to look at that guy and say, wow, he must be extra tough or whatever because, you know, he can just brush all this off like it's a rainy day. When in reality, what happens is you're not exact. It's not that you're not stronger than the rest of the people, but you're almost lying to yourself, I think, in, in that way of saying I'm going to keep this face um, because something doesn't bother me. Um, but ob- but obviously what people have found is that when you bottle up your emotions like that, depending on the emotions you're you know you're going to have a, you're going to break somewhere down the line. you know you're going to have some sort of psychotic snap. You're going to get extremely violent. You're going to rampage. You're going to do something that's just that's just too much for you to handle. And whatever emotions you've been bottling up, it's going to explode like a hand grenade. And whoever's around you is going to, you know, take the blast full force. Um, so that is, that's sort of this main issue with uh, men being taught they can't express emotions. Um, men are also taught to be things like self-reliant. They're enforcing this belief that asking for aid is almost like a sin, that you have to deal with your own problems yourself. Again, I think that also came from just these older times of saying, if times are tough but you yourself manage to pick up the pieces and move forward, then that you know that speaks volumes as to who you are and who, to what your character is. And so what happens is that, you know, 
if you got a guy whose plate broken, you know, broken half and he uh and he can, you know, glue it together and make it good as new, then the guy whose plate is shattered into a thousand pieces might look at him and be like, "Well, if he can fix his plate, then I should be able to fix my plate without asking for any for any extra help." But it's but it's definitely going to be a lot harder. Uh it's a lot harder for certain individuals to do that. And especially these days when we're, you know, we're making more discoveries about mental health and what people are having to deal with, uh, you know, they're, it's, it's similar to discussions about racism. There are people who, they start at sort of the front of the race or, you know, they start way ahead of other people. Um, and if you try to catch up to them and be like them, then you have to put a lot of extra strain, a lot of extra effort, and that can be very debilitating to a lot of people. Um, so, again, there shouldn't be this stigma of asking someone for help. If you need help, then by all means seek help. But for a lot of men in the throes of toxic masculinity, their their idea is, I need to solve this problem all on my own. I can't ask for help from anyone else because that would make me less of a man. When, in fact, I think that just means, you know, you're either looking gift horse in the mouth or you're sort of shutting out uh, any other serious support needed to sort of take the weight off your off your shoulders. You shouldn't have to bear all of your burdens by yourself um, is kind of what I'm trying to say. Uh, and there's also this added stress about having to maintain ideals such as working unreasonably hard and seeking higher status and social hierarchies and maintaining one's image. Now, we talked about maintaining one's image, but another sort of thing about toxic masculinity is um, is working hard and always seeking higher status. Now, the working hard, that's not inherently a bad thing. I think if you look at just masculinity in, a gen in general, or really working hard, no one's going to... No one's going to fault you for being a hard worker. You know what I mean? It's it's very rare, I think, that someone's like, dude, you're working a bit too hard. Like, calm down. Most of the time, if you're a hard worker, then you're going to get the job. You're going to get the promotion. You're going to, you know, you're going to grow and thrive, whatever it may be. However, the issue in toxic masculinity, when I say working hard, it means you are working so hard to the point where it is eating into your time, it eats into your health, it, you know, can break away uh, your relationships with your friends or your family because you are laser focused on your work, on your career, whatever it may be. So when you're saying, you know, I own this small business, I need to spend every waking hour doing this small business uh, to prove myself, to prove that I'm worthy of what's been given to me, what's actually occurring is that you you end up getting so over-invested in that, and then again, you're shutting out sort of the world around you and only focusing on that, um, which can be, it, it can cause a lot more damage. And then if you do get out on the other side, say your retirement, and it's like, ah, man, I've finally done it, I've succeeded, you know, my business blew up, I'm, you know, I'm rich, whatever it may be, but you're going to get on the other side and, like, your relationships are going to be very shattered, uh, they're not going to be intact at all, they might not exist anymore, people have moved on, and then once you're done with the work, it's like, well, well, now what, you know, now what do I do with my life because all I did was put everything into my work, and now that my work is over, where do I go from here? It's that kind of thing. Same thing with raising your status up in a hierarchy. There's always it always seems like there's grass there. The grass is greener on the other side, and so you're always sort of chasing this this image of you know what's above you, what's better. So you know if you have if you have let's say relatively nice clothes, a great car. A big house but you look at the Joneses over across the street their house is twice the size they got twice as many nice looking cars 
dad's always got the three-piece suits on and whatever. You're going to try to keep up with the Joneses, and you're going to strive to be on their level, if not above their level. Um, And that, again, can lead to these harmful things of uh, demean people that are at your level or below you. You're going to be working unreasonably hard and occur all of that damage. And if you keep working and the bar and you never reach that goal or the bar keeps getting raised, that's going to just weigh more on you, more on your mind and your heart because you're saying, I'm putting in all this work, but yet I'm still not good enough. When in reality, it's like, no, you are good enough. You're good enough for yourself. You're good enough for your family, your friends, whatever it is. Just stop looking at the Joneses, you know, for them over there, that's good enough. But for you, you need to focus on right here because that's what's good enough. Okay? Um, so many of these issues that I've said, they can be said about any gender identity. I'm, you know, uh, we I, again, I talked about femininity. There's like toxic femininity as well um, with things like body image or whatever it may be. Like I'm not, I'm not, throwing those to the wayside or whatever but i i think it's also important that we discuss masculinity is because first it's both extremely harmful to everyone involved um and it often goes unaddressed by males um in everyday society so when i say that so many people are involved uh like it or not a lot of societies are patriarchal they're based on this idea of male dominance um, and what it means to be a man and everything like that so when you change the definition of what masculinity has it has sort of this trickle down effect that can you know determine what uh what a man thinks what a man thinks is best what a man thinks is right it determines his morals his path in life everything like that that's what happens when you uh, change around the definition of what masculinity is and so if for some reason everyone woke up tomorrow and said okay here's the list of masculinity you know no more sexism no more racism nothing like that you get rid of all that stuff and you start uh, applying these more progressive, I should say, viewpoints of being more emotionally open, everything like that, then that opens the floodgates for a bunch of different changes, um, a bunch of people changing their lives, uh, changing their livelihoods, their relationships with other people uh, and other men in general, and it can change their goals in life. You know, the person who took a job just because they thought it would be best for their goals of you know getting the higher status maybe they would take a step back and say well I don't like doing this I don't find joy in doing this I'm going to do something that brings my life joy and purpose then they go and do that it's a lovely hypothetical um, but again I'm saying is that these toxic things they they trickle down into or they're rooted in our society in general so when you change them when you hack them away, they can really change the very fabric of our society. And again, they're, it's very unaddressed by males because men have built themselves up as these stalwart figures. We don't complain. We don't, you know, throw gripe. You don't have gripes or anything like that. We just keep on moving forward. There are no issues. Everything is fine. Big Brother's watching you, whatever. You move on from there. But, and that's that's the issue that's that's why there's so much there's so many people out there and researchers and scholars that are saying we need to dig in to this sort of man's world the the mental state of men in society men in general the patriarchy toxic masculinity whatever you want to call it we need to dig into that because it's been there's been this curtain over it the entire time and we need to get in there because there's a lot that's being sort of handled behind these closed doors that we need to understand more. Um, so if you guys want, I could do research and do another episode to cover things like other toxic ideologies in, say, the LGBTQ plus community or 
um, or for females um, with toxic femininity and other gender norms. Uh, but for now, again, this episode is focusing on masculinity, and I hope I'm covering things right, because I've been talking for like half an hour, and my mind is just all over the place. Now, personally, I've had to think back as to how masculinity was taught to me and what aspects of these were more toxic traits that had an effect on me. So, when I really think back to it, um, most of these things, they're most of the things that were taught to me by, like, my dad or my older brother, they're very fine traits, you know. Uh, they're traits of being true to yourself, you know, looking out for your family and your loved ones, doing what you think is right, um, that, you know, these very sort of noble traits. The only thing that really comes to mind just off the top of my head from what I understand, and I'm not a therapist, so I couldn't dig any deeper, but... The only thing that comes to mind is there was I, there was a point in my young life where, of course, I played all the sports. I had, you know, Little League soccer. I did um, Little League baseball um, and, you know, other, you know, some other sports like that. And there was this point, um, I want to say around the time I was maybe like 12 or 13 or something, like just getting into the pre, like definitely pre-teen phase or whatever, where I just decided I'm not having fun doing these sports anymore. You know, I have all this practice to do. You know, I want, I'd want i rather spend time doing things I enjoy. Um, you know, it's I, I don't like to do all this work or everything. And also, I was just thinking, like, I'm not very, like, good at these sports. Like, I'm not knocking it out of the park every single time I'm up to back. Um, and so I... I very clearly just told my parents, I don't want to do these sports anymore. I don't want to do it. And there was one time where I was thinking back to that moment, and I was talking with my dad about it, and he said something like, yeah, that was one of the most heartbreaking things I'd ever said to him. And for me, I'm, and for me, I was like, well, that's, that's very strange you would say that. It's very, because it wasn't like I was his only son and I was, you know, throwing away the family business or whatever, because my older brother, he was very athletic, um, you know, he played a bunch of sports, he played uh, football all throughout high school, um, and he, you know, he still works out just to maintain his health, and he still golfs with my dad a lot, and he still, they still talk sports anytime they, they get together, but, um, so, like, it wasn't like my dad, who was, you know, raised sort of old-fashioned on things like hunting and sports especially. He loves everything sports-related, really. Uh, it wasn't like he was losing a son, the only son he had to do sports. He had, an, he had sort of a, a, a way to be a, a sporty parent with my brother, but he was still, I could tell he was still kind of disappointed me, with me about it, but... Now, and of course, time has passed, and he sort of grew to support me in whatever I, uh, I decided to pursue, um, mainly, you know, music, like joining the band, and, you know, art. He's gotten a bit more artistic as he's neared retirement. Um, you know, he's gotten a bit more into painting, and uh, he, he likes to talk to me sometime about writing and art and things like that. Um, and so we... And we've also found sort of common ground in golf. I like to golf. He loves golf. You know, he'll golf any chance he gets. Um, and I, I, I enjoy the sport because I've gotten pretty good at it. And it's very sort of low maintenance, I would say. But it always sticks out to me that he would think that back then. It wasn't like he lost me as a son. He just had to give up on me being an athlete. But I didn't understand my dad's emotions but people like him were raised to like things like camping and hunting and sports and other manly things. So teaching your kid to believe in things like you have to be physically strong or having no friends makes you a failure sticks with them for their the rest of their lives until they somehow they either come to their own conclusions and think otherwise or they just pass that on to their kids. So our culture does a lot to support uh, to sort of perpetuate these views of masculinity with themes of buff, 
hypersexualized men, as in men who's constantly going after women, having sex with as many women as possible, that kind of thing, striving for success over any, everyone else. Ads show these men uh, doing things. Um, there's one example. There was a gun manufacturer. They had this advertisement online for like a new line of firearms that they were doing, and their tagline or slogan was like, you know, consider your man card reinstated or whatever, as sort of a, a signaling of saying you weren't a you know if for some reason you weren't a man or needed to be more more manly you get this gun and prove to the world that you're more manly so our culture dictates some actions is literally being literally making you less of a man but at the same time those who follow these negative characteristics they're praised they're encouraged you know there are people out there who will say you know, they're, they're considered like a bachelor or a ladies' man when they sleep with a bunch of women. Although, when you look at a woman doing that, they're considered like a slut or a whore. But, like, again, that's those sort of gender stereotypes. But also, you know, we, we, we give, you know, we give airtime to people who just flaunt their wealth. They say, I got all this money, I got all this fancy stuff, I'm wearing all this, you know, jewelry or got all these cars whatever it may be and you know we we perpetuate this and we say hey man that's really cool you got all that stuff you know that's awesome I want to be like you I wish I you know that kind of thing um, and at the same time any criticism of these sort of actions it usually gets brushed off with like a one-liner of like boys will be boys you know when you know when a, a group of guys are like, you know, catcalling a woman walking down the street, you know, some people are like, eh, boys will be boys. Whereas a lot of people, especially nowadays, they're like, hey, man, don't like objectify or sexually harass that woman. She's just like trying to walk to the corner store or whatever. So there, there's also, there's also a lot of physical violence, um, and risky and destructive behavior there's sexual misconduct and assault that happens there is substance abuse with especially things like alcohol and there's a constant challenging that goes into guy culture you're always trying to one-up each other you're always trying to you know prove who's more superior but behind the scenes though men are struggling with their identities and their emotions as to who they really are and who they really are has to be artificially pushed away in order to fit into this more masculine mold. And this leads this leads to more substance abuse when it leads to things like depression, it leads to extended trauma, and it, it can even be a, a, a cause of suicide in a lot of men. It's very serious. Um, unfortunately, I've run out of my script, but the point is, the point that I've been trying to hammer home is that there's so much that we have put in as a, that we as a society have put in to what we, what we think masculinity is, what toxic, what, what is considered toxic and whatever it may be. And there's just so, there's just so, so much that I've may have had to gloss over. So I hope I did a good enough job sort of generalizing what everything sort of is and like that's that's really just the world we live in we continue to live in there now there have been some minor changes there have been in you know in popular culture and even some ad culture there have been uh there have been examples of men you know they're not really doing like the big manly things they're you know they're they're just being human beings they're you know they're going against the status quo so instead of being you know you're the big strong guy on the farm it's like well no you're a real man if you're just like a good father to your kids um whoever they may be um you know it's not like uh we we see it too in a lot of um in, in some fiction too it's like you know is you know is is captain america manly just because he's you know bulging with muscles and 
you know, he's always off to, you know, fight evil and beat up Nazis or whatever. Now I'd say he's more of a man because he believes in his ideals. He believes in his freedom. He fights for uh, his loved ones. Um, he uses his strengths to protect those around him and, you know, and things like that, more, those more noble traits. Um, and at the same time, there are instances where we've seen these more manly characters they break down. They become emotional. They say, I can't keep it bottled up anymore. Like, I'm scared or I'm angry or whatever it may be. And people are really getting into it. A lot of people really admire that kind of take on everything. So there's this um, there's this article I went through that just kind of goes over uh, a lot of information on toxic masculinity. It's from Medical News Today. Um, and it is from... Uh, it was, it's written by, uh, someone named John Johnson, and it was medically reviewed by Dr. Fer, uh, Timothy Legg, um, and it, it goes over, it, it goes over most of the stuff that I've sort of covered briefly here, um, but anyway, uh, when we look at mask, when we look at how, let's talk about how we get rid of tox masculinity, now, we've slowly, again, as a society, been sort of pulling away, especially now that we have um, sort of these, uh, sort of an idea of what these traits are and these movements and how they have come about. And there have been a lot of people, especially on online culture, that have been like, hey, we're not, we're not going to take this anymore. You know, the bullying has to stop. Things like the Me Too movement have, got, have done really good work at bringing to light things like the sexual misconduct, the sexual harassment and assault um, that men perpetuate, that kind of thing. There have been a lot of uh, a lot of good deeds done in the name of striving against you know sexism and uh, homophobia, that kind of thing. So we're we're actively pushing back on these toxic masculine traits. And as I said at the top of the show, um, to, we're these are toxic traits. We're, these are the toxic traits. I'm not saying all of masculinity is bad. No one is saying that. What we're saying is there are these more problematic traits that are more damaging to everyone around them, including the men in the long run. Uh, those are the traits that need to be phased out or done away with to make room for some of these other traits. And uh, the writer of this article did a great job saying uh, a new definition of what it means to be male might include overall human experience such as openly experiencing a wide range of emotions you know showing more emotions and being expressive of it um interdependence uh sort of you know working together uh with other people and understanding yourself and having people sort of help you um when you need it, things like vulnerability, uh, emotional vulnerability, mental vulnerability, even just physical vulnerability, being like, hey man, I've been trying to put on a straight face, but I'm just not like strong enough, can you like help me out? It's the same thing as like getting some dude to like spot you at the gym, it's fine, like you're both there to get stronger, you're both, you both want to get stronger, that's fine, it's always fine to ask for help, because otherwise you're just going to end up hurting yourself. Cooperation is a good one. You don't have to do everything on your own. Not everyone, not one person has every single right answer to every question. So by all means, go out, experience other people, other cultures, other ideologies, and work together to come to some sort of common ground to benefit people. Being more kind. You don't have to be this stone wall that blocks everyone out. Just be generous to other people. Treat other people like human beings. It doesn't make you any less of a man. It makes you more human. That's all it is. And then just being more soft. Again, that goes into the emotional vulnerability, everything. But you don't have to be the hard ass all the time that's saying, you know, I'm not going to put up with this. I'm not going to put up with that. It's my way or the highway kind of thing. Like, you can be a bit more soft, a bit more delicate in your approach when it deals with things because it's going to be easier on you. It'll keep your blood pressure down, I bet you. And it will, oftentimes, it'll make you 
just look better and have people will have a better opinion of you because instead of you know blowing your lid at some guy at the Wendy's who messed up your chicken order or whatever it's like hey you know this guy's been he's been waiting patiently he's been very respectful of the staff and you know just you know trying to make sure that everything's all right and he gets what he pays for and it's reasonable and then you walk out and you're not put on TikTok or Facebook for being the guy who threw a bunch of fries into a cashier's face, you know, you, I, you're you not going to get any infamy. And if you work hard enough, you might even just get famous for just being a nice guy, you know, being the guy who sits on the side of a highway with a sign that says your life matters, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, all of this is just me sort of winding into this thing of it's these traits along with you know taking responsibility for your actions working hard but not hard enough to where your work is all that you do um you know the those sorts of traits are all just wrapped together into what masculinity is supposed to be and what it should be instead of what you know some assholes have just made it over over time because a lot of these toxic traits they're very outdated they're very much passed down from these other time periods these other shitty movements that just really didn't have a point in them that's in the past we don't need that anymore if we're going to strive forward and be better to ourselves that's why we need to abandon those past toxic traits and focus more on this sort of better stuff and most of the responsibility is of course going to be on the men but to all the men listening to this again the thing i we've talked about on this episode it's not solely your responsibility it's up to you to figure out what can i do who can i talk to to sort of say what can i do because I guarantee you there are a lot of people out there, women, scholars, LGBTQ+, other men, whatever it may be, they're the ones that are going to come to you and be like, I understand you want to change yourself for the better, here's the best way you can go about doing that. And just those little itty bitty things, you can just keep on doing it. By, by the time, by some time is going to pass, sometimes, and then you're going to look back and be like, man, I can't believe I was like that because now that I've done this other thing, it's a whole lot better. An example, I was just reading a, a random Tumblr feed the other night and I saw this whole thing where a lot of women apparently get very anxious and very scared when men raise their voice, even if it's in excitement or anything like that just by a man raising their voice they immediately get scared because they know there have been instances where you know uh, a guy has gotten extremely excited extremely angry extremely loud and then they've gone on to do awful things um, to the people around them especially the women in their life Um, and so even if nothing ever happened to those women, even nothing problematic ever happened to those women, all it takes is the sound of a man, you know, raising his voice for them to immediately tense up, fight or flight response to go on, and they become scared because they know there is however many years in the past of men just immediately blowing their lid and doing something awful. And it usually is not something to themselves. It's usually something to the people around them. That is one of those things where we as men can go uh, to the women in our lives and say, hey, I'm trying to be better at blank. Can you help me with that? Can you help me be more? um, Can you help me figure out my emotions? And sometimes it's not going to take the loved ones in your life. Sometimes you don't need therapy or coaching, whatever it may be, and that's fine too. The point is we have to take these baby steps and we have to take the responsibility as men 
to realize these issues exist. They've been going on for a long time, and they will continue to go on if we don't do our best to put a stop to it, be better role models to the younger uh, to, to younger men out there, um, be better, and go out of our way to try and improve ourselves. That's what we need to do in, so- in order to combat this idea of toxic masculinity. And again, it'll be a long road, but if we keep doing that and we keep being louder than these assholes who are just trying to flaunt all their cash, trying to be more superior, trying to force themselves on women, that kind of thing, then pretty soon it's not going to be cool. It's not going to be cool for anyone and the remainder of those douchebags will they'll just be the douchebags and no one will like them and they will have to you know reform themselves in order to try to be better but anyway that's basically all I have for you guys I'm surprised I was able to talk this long past my script but I'm glad that um I'm glad that I was able to sort of do this episode and make it for not having one last week um so thank you guys so much for listening uh to this episode of talks with Terry um if you guys have any sort of comment or concern or other idea for topics you want me to do uh I'm on Twitter at real Terry Clark you can find me there um and talks with Terry at gmail.com is the email I have for the show uh, where you can uh, notify me, let me know how I'm doing. If I miss something, if I need to you know, clarify, rephrase some things, if I need to educate myself a, li- a little bit more, if I got things blatantly wrong, like please show me how I did that. Um, throw me your sources, throw me your experience, whatever it may be, uh, because... As much as I am using this show as an outlet to sort of just get the shit from my head out out there so I can just sort of work through it myself, I also want this to be uh, a learning experience and a positive experience for me as well as you guys out there who do end up listening to this show. Uh, so do not hesitate to throw that at my way. And of course, I'd like it to be, you know, constructive. Don't just come at me and be like, hey, you're an idiot. Like... Okay, but like, how though? Like, give me a good reason as to why. Give me your sources. Give me peer-reviewed studies, um, other articles from reasonable sources, because then I'd, I'd really like to learn some things, because I do find this fascinating. But anyway, that's going to be it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Um, Once again, I am Terry. This is Talks with Terry, and I will catch you guys on the next episode.